Welcome to Dignity Talks about real business stories. I am Isabella Ingrid and I will be joined by real founders chatting about the challenges, solutions and any other truth behind a business. If you're a founder, an entrepreneur or you would like to become one, you might want to listen to this podcast. Hi everyone, I'm here today with Erica from Brodow. Hi Erica, thank you for coming today. Nice to meet you here. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me on. So, would you like to quickly introduce yourself and tell everyone what you're doing and what Brodow is? Sure. So, my name is Erica Rinkin. I'm the founder slash chief everything officer of Brodow, which is a protein-infused, better-for-you edible cookie dough. Um, it contains quality plant based ingredients and five times the amount of protein found in regular cookie dough. Um, we're based out of Ontario, Canada. And uh, yeah, I've had the business for two years now and we're getting ready to launch into retail later this year. Nice. Where did this idea come from? So I guess I'll give you like a little bit of background on me. Like I Definitely. went to school, I studied psychology. Um, I was kind of going down that traditional path of you go to school, you get a job, you work hard, you have your weekends off, kind of living for the weekend, you know, nine to five life. Um, so I studied psychology. I wanted to get my master's, but I decided to take a year off. So I started working at a university. I was working nine to five and I felt super out of place super uninspired. Um, the people that I worked with, they didn't seem really excited and happy to be there. And uh, mm -hmm. something just didn't feel right to me. And I wasn't really making a lot of money. And I, that's when I started listening to entrepreneurship podcasts um, every day at my desk. And I would get so fired up and I would listen to these founders tell their stories. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to do that. These people are so passionate and they're building their own lives. And I just like didn't have the courage to go for it at the time. And uh, eventually after just over a year, my contract came to an end at that job. And that was kind of like a sign for me. And I was like, okay, my time, my time here is done. I need to leave. So I left. So I booked a trip to Thailand and uh, impulsively one night. And then I was kind of freaking out, like thinking, what did I do? Like, I'm so scared. I've never really traveled before. And then I ended up going backpacking through Southeast Asia for, it was supposed to be one month. And then it ended up being like three and a half because I just fell in love with it. and. I met entrepreneurs and, um, and then I learned that, oh, like you don't need to have a business background and you don't need to have experience and you kind of just can go for it and learn as you go. And um, when I got home, that's when I decided to start working for myself instead of someone else. And then I guess, yeah, Brodo. So bro, like here, bro is like a gym term, like a general neutral term. And uh, because my product is kind of geared towards people who care about that added protein, that's where bro dough comes from. <laughs> When you started, you were like, I'm just going to throw myself in it and see what happens. Or what were your thoughts at the beginning? Honestly, I really had no idea what I was doing. And I, when I got home, like a few weeks after I got home from my trip, I just went on Google and I typed in business workshop near me. And then I found a business workshop that was like 30 minutes away. So like I got in my car, I drove, I think I went to three or four of them. And basically they just helped you they're free workshops and they helped you set up the foundation of your business like understanding the the financial aspects of it how to write a business plan um marketing branding all of that so i kind of wanted to understand all of that and then um start experimenting with different recipes so that part i started doing in my kitchen 
And then I ended up in 2019, just before I launched, I ended up moving to a new city, like six hours away from where I grew up, just to kind of have a new environment. I found a commercial kitchen that I could use, and I would just go in and pay by the hour and make as many as I could. Um, and then I actually stored them in my car for a little bit, and then I stored them in my condo. So super, super bootstrap, super small. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, it's it when you bootstrap, that's how it is actually. You start from from zero and from small steps, and then you see where you're going. And I find this is also probably one of the advantages of bootstrapping because it gives you the opportunity to kind of pivot if something changes or if you need to change anything. And um, it's easier to to change your path as well. And at the same time, you learn while doing, you learn while you're on the way. What, what do you think would be better uh, or would improve if you had, for example, some uh, some fundraising on the way? Yeah, so it's really difficult um, when you don't have a ton of revenue. So I was looking at fundraising, um, but because I don't have a ton of sales, I would have to give away a big chunk of equity and I wasn't ready to do that yet. So I've taken advantage of like a line of credit and loans and stuff that have super low interest. So I'm trying to like use those and exhaust all those resources. And then eventually I will bring in investors and fundraise. Um, so yeah, it definitely having money helps you move a lot quicker. But I think too, like if you're bootstrap and you kind of um, are scrappy at the beginning, you kind of build these habits and you understand that every penny matters, every dollar matters. And you kind of have that mindset as you grow your business. Whereas if you start with a ton of money, you're just like throwing money everywhere and you're gonna burn through it so much quickly. like faster, I guess. Like I have one friend who he launched a business and he spent like seven grand on paid ads, like his first month or something. Oh. Yeah, he had. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even spent that much money like in two years on ads. Like it's just, it's so crazy to me. Um, so in a way, I think like it's kind of been a blessing in disguise for me. Like I've worked really hard and I forced myself to like learn all um, different aspects of the business, like the marketing, the the making the products, the, you know, like selling everything, I kind of like forced myself to like wear all the hats rather than me like hiring people on right away. Cause I don't even really know like what their roles would be and what their responsibilities would be. Cause you know, you're new to the business. So um, I don't know. I like, I recommend to people if they can bootstrap to try to bootstrap and try to take it as far as you can. And then eventually when you need to bring in external money, like investors and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you mentioned the fact that usually people, they start spending and over hiring. Uh, sometimes businesses want to do everything all at once. And this means that if you, instead of focusing on two things, you have to focus on 10, you're taking your time, your energies, your efforts away from those two things that you should be focusing on. And, mm -hmm. and then probably including a third or a fourth one. And where are you at right now? Where, what, what are you doing next? Or what's the next plan? We're getting things set up right now with the manufacturer and we're going to be doing our first production run, hopefully towards the end of the year, which is super exciting. So I have a new website um, on the way. I have new branding, new packaging, all of that, which is super exciting. Um, nice. Yeah, it's just taken a, it's taken a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the further you go, the more it takes. That's also something I realized. So you mentioned the manufacturing. Is there anything else that you can 
think of that you don't like doing at all what, yeah. what is that um that thing that you don't like doing or that you found out later that was actually something you have to do but you don't like it so yeah so I kind of um so at the beginning again like I did everything because I was forced to I was super strapped for cash and I made my own website I photoshopped my own labels and was like using like stock arc images and you know like using that and um I got to a point where I had some money and I realized that I wanted to like take this brand to the next level in order to do that like I needed to make a bunch of changes um also too I didn't want to put a bunch of money in the beginning um I am not good I'm not a graphic designer I'm not very good at building websites um I'm not very good at like I'm good at storytelling and branding and um, marketing and that's the areas that I really enjoy doing so that's what I'm going to be doing um but yeah like I outsourced I have a uh, like a brand development agency that basically are working on my packaging um my website they're doing all of that I have a broker now um, who's helping me like navigate the waters of retail because retail is completely new to me. So he's helping me like build out like my profit and loss statement, which is something that I literally didn't even know. It, I didn't know it was a thing until probably eight or nine months ago. Um, <laughs> just like making sure that I have healthy margins to like get into stores and um, also like I have a bookkeeper now because that was something that I would spend so much time like looking at numbers and then um yeah it's just I, I'm kind of slowly bringing in people um where I need them and then as I grow I'm going to continue to do that um but yeah I just it's also hard too because I'm so used to doing everything and it's hard to like let go of certain <laughs> parts of the business and I know a lot of people struggle with this as founders but you also need to like just trust in people and understand that you can't grow a business by yourself it's literally impossible <laughs> no exactly how was the response at the beginning, um, product-wise? So I think I sold like 18 jars in my first month of sales or whatever. I think December 2019. And uh, a lot of them were my family and friends, so it didn't even really count. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have like, when you launch a business, it's like, okay, I remember hitting publish on like my Shopify and then the website was live and I had inventory and I... I remember hitting that button and I was just like waiting and like people were coming but it was people who knew me uh, and I remember googling my website and I literally couldn't find it I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I'm where is my website I can't <laughs> see it and like my even my family they're like we tried to find your website we can't find it on google because I didn't know about seo and all of that like the, it was completely new to me um so it was really hard at the beginning. I wasn't really getting a lot of sales and I didn't have a ton of money to put into marketing, but I did run like a few paid ads um, and they did work. And then I guess I just started to build my Instagram and I was doing giveaways and collaborating with other brands and like really, really trying to build out a solid community and engage with my customers and make them trust me and um, I got in a couple stores and was wholesaling and, but it was definitely a very slow, slow build. And then I think at one point in the summer, it just kind of took off and then my Instagram started growing. And then, um, earlier this year I got on TikTok and then that has just been like a big game changer for me and has been a really great way to like interact with people on a regular basis. Nice. How did you cope with this first anxiety? Um, I don't know if you if you had it. Um, I'm wondering if you had any thoughts like, oh, it's not working. Uh, what am I going to do now? Like, do I have to close? Or did you have this kind of thoughts? Because I think it's pretty common uh, among businesses that start from zero 
and they launch exactly as you said they hit the button to publish the website and then nothing happens that's I think a moment <laughs> of panic <laughs> for some mm-hmm. for some time how did you cope with that if it happened to you as well yeah I mean I I did get a little discouraged it does kind of suck especially um I don't know, like I put so much time and energy and effort into it and I was really excited for it. And then when you're not really seeing any traction or sales coming in, um, it can, yeah, it can suck and it feels, it feels crappy. Um, but I think like what has helped me, I never really took this too seriously until like a year ago, maybe like, maybe like 10 months ago. Um, at first I started it and I was like, okay, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't like, I'm not going to beat myself up. I tried something new and if everything fails and goes to shit, I'll just move home with my parents. <laughs> so that's kind of like the mentality that I had. And I kind of had that safety net, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people get really discouraged because they put in a lot of money at the beginning. And I think that's where people start to panic. And they're like, oh my God, I spent 20 grand on inventory and I spent $10,000 on ads. And they really, really, really put in a ton of money. I didn't really panic that much because I didn't really spend that much money. I only got what I needed and I was very, very careful. Um, And it was kind of fun for me. I was like, okay, like this is a challenge. Like I have this website, I have this product. How am I going to get the word out? Like, how am I going to make this work? And I remember like contacting my local newspapers and I got some like articles written on me. Um, I sent like personalized emails to some of my customers. I went on Facebook and was posting in like vegan Facebook groups and like healthy snack Facebook groups, like advertising my product locally. And yeah, I don't know. I, I understand though, like why a lot of people may quit so early because it's, it can be really, really hard if you're not seeing like the immediate, I guess, payoff from it. Um, and I think that's why like, Anyone who wants to start a business, I tell them they have to have a strong why and it can't be money. Like you can't be in it for money because if you're not getting any money's not rolling into your bank account and you're going through a really hard day, like it's going to be really hard for you to get through it because you're not going to have any reason to. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I, I agree. And I think. I don't know how to say this, but like sometimes you build something in your mind, but maybe it's not exactly the same thing that the others think. So um, I, I saw many people getting discouraged also just by the first impact when they go on a market because they thought their idea was amazing, was something new that everyone would need or want. And then they realized, okay, uh, it's actually not having the impact that I, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said, it, what I also thought when I started my business, um, I started thinking I give it a try and I give it one year of time to you know, to start properly. If it doesn't happen, I'm just going to close and, uh, and mm. nothing happens. But um, part of it, it's because I didn't also invest money at the beginning. So you're right about that as well. And also the fact that you do not set your expectations to be too high from the beginning um, yeah. makes it more... You're in love with the business. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. With the idea, probably, of it. And yeah. uh, it's, the idea is not always the truth. So, yes. Is there something, for example, that you wish you had known before you started a business? Yeah. So, probably having a community around you who are basically in the same boat as you, um, especially as a solopreneur. Um, I, 
I think I was eight or nine months into my business and all my friends worked for the government. They had nine to five jobs and nobody really understood what I was going through. And I felt super alone, super isolated. Um, I got to a point where I didn't know how to grow the business because I've never done this before. Um, so I was trying to figure out how I could find someone to help me. Like I needed a mentor or I needed to like go into like an accelerator program or whatever. Um, and I had a friend tell me to go on LinkedIn. So I went on LinkedIn and then I started connecting with people um, and just like reaching out to people and asking for like 15, 20 minutes of their time to like answer questions that I had. And uh, yeah, it, it made a huge difference. And I've had so many, um, I guess, opportunities that I never would have had before if I like stayed in my bubble and didn't like reach out. Um, yeah, have a community around you of people who support you, who are kind of on the same level as you, but also like a bit further ahead who can help guide you and uh, answer any questions you have because they've been through it and they they know what they're doing. And um, I found too, like a lot of entrepreneurs are willing to like give back because someone has done the same for them. It's kind of just like this giving cycle, which is really nice. And now I'm actually mentoring people. So it's funny how everything just comes full circle, but definitely having people around you who get it, who have been through it and uh, who you can kind of lean on when you need it. It's it's nice because it's exactly why we're doing this podcast. It's because yeah. <laughs> I have the feeling that uh, any founder entrepreneur is never that ready, you know, to start a business or they don't really know what's happening after they start one. I find that super useful. Already from these chats I'm having with founders, I am learning a lot. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too, like that has saved me so much money and heartbreak. And like, if there's a decision that I need to make, rather than me trying to figure it out on my own, I go to someone who has done it before and who's familiar with the industry and has built a successful brand. And I'm like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And they're like, no, that's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Like I've had that happen numerous times. And if I didn't have that, I would have made a lot more mistakes. So I think it's important to have people that you can go to and trust and uh, help you make decisions. And then also too, like even listening to podcasts and listening to founders come on and talk about their failures and you listen to that and understand, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Or I know not to do that. You can kind of learn from other people's mistakes and it'll kind of make it a little bit easier for you to like steer the ship. <laughs> um, but yeah, entrepreneurship is literally building a plane while it's flying. That's what everyone says. And it's so true. <laughs> Yeah, it is true. It is true. And on the way, as you said, you might feel lonely. Uh, that's that's a normal feeling, feeling lonely on the way because you're in your business, you're focused on that. You don't have maybe the network around you or the people around you that are in the same kind of business. Maybe you don't work in a co-working space where you can actually communicate with people, uh, like-minded people. So you hear other people's stories and you realize oh okay wait a minute I'm not the only one in this situation so actually it's normal uh it's yeah. not me it's not my business it's just part of the process so it makes you feel better and not alone as well exactly yeah nice I would say we can wrap it up by telling everyone where they can find you if they want to get in touch with you or with your business Sure. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Erica Rinkin. You can connect with me through TikTok or Instagram, Brodo Canada. Um, and then I also offer social media consulting, TikTok coaching, growwithErica.com. 
hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like this format, don't forget to follow and listen to the next ones. I'll keep chatting with founders about business challenges and solutions. For questions or feedback, you can always reach out at digity.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as Digity. Until next time.